We're live. Uh, welcome back to Week in Movie Bros. Zachary, how about you go ahead and do the intro real fast? What's up, guys? Welcome to Weekend Movie Bros, the bros show where we talk about movies on the weekend. Well, not weekend, really, just May Day or Monday days. Um, this show is going to have a lot going on with it, including some films, serious stuff, and black-suited people. Yep, there is a lot to talk about and to mention, um, not to just even, you know, to talk about this. Um, we will also, I'll get there in a second, I'm really... There's going to be a lot of numbers and a lot of names of movies and things as we're going to go through like big lists in general, mm -hmm. as I think that's the only really way to talk about it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a whole thing we're going to talk about. Uh, but also we do have some more serious stuff because I've realized in general, when we talk about movie stuff, we tend to leave out the more serious conversations that are going on. And sometimes I think they're interesting or necessary. Um, and so we're going to experiment just a little today. Um, Would you... Also, hmm? Oh, go on. Sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say, would you rather start with that first? That way to, you know... No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll start with something kind of fun, and then we'll move over. Um, but we also have an audio-only section. Um, so if you listen to us on any type of podcast, you will get to experience that. We're not going to tell you what it is. It's just something you get to experience. And it's going to be randomly throughout, you know, this entire thing. Mm -hmm. So... Um, more than likely, we'll choose some type of time to when it's going to be for people who are listening in audio, but that's just for you guys. Mm -hmm. All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. I really don't know where to start um, with this. Um, Let's talk about what was Comic-Con at home first. I feel like we should start off with that. Okay. So I made a bold statement calling it a flop. Zachary did not agree with this bold statement, and I would love to know why. Because even though it wasn't exactly what we thought, I feel like that Comic-Con did a good job of at least giving us something in the week of what it was supposed to be Comic-Con. I think the New Mutants panel was a standout. I think uh, the Picard panel was a standout, getting to know more about season two. And, you know, we got a bunch of really cool trailers and reveals from it. Bill and Ted, we got found out with VOD for September, which I think is awesome. Sure, um, uh, New Mutants giving us two really good trailers back to back and holding on to that August 28th release date. I'm proud of you guys. Keep it up. Which and I personally feel like they could probably hit. So. Hold it. Yeah. And overall, I just think the presentation of each panel was very well done. Like, it wasn't like sloppily put together, like, everything was there. This does give me hope for DC fandom now more, though. Because if this is how like, like how it's kind of going to work with everybody like together on the page, and then they'll occasionally cut to the trailer where we come back, it's going to be nice. Now, the other thing I know, the other thing, I, the one thing I did not like though was that. Well, maybe not like that either. Um, it can't. It, it, it was a big week for me mainly because I'm an action figure collector, and every studio came out to play, and they showed off a ton of shit. That Deadpool two Cable Hot Toys figure, whoo, beautiful piece. But um, back to the movie point, I think that both Picard and New Mutants, granted, they were really two the two really main shows that showed up to me that really like had a lot to show. Um. I now know why Marvel didn't show up. It makes sense. 
because you want to save that for a more grandiose thing. And honestly, and Marvel could do their own thing and be okay. Um, Star Wars has nothing to show, so that's why they, that's why they weren't there. This well, they really wouldn't was, yeah, but this is this really was more of a smaller convention. Than Which is a, why I called it a a technical flop. Um, and I mean that in more like, yeah, there's cool things that were announced. The Walking Dead stuff I found to be very fascinating. But ultimately that is because we are interest I'm interested in that, you know, portion and things. And but I think a problem I had with it, and I'm curious to see if DC Phantom will have a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is for like New Mutants, I didn't really find the panel itself to be really interesting. Um, the conversations and discussions, I was just more curious generally about what they were going to show, if there was going to be any announcements. And I could easily scrub through the whole 40-minute panel without even having to watch it, which takes away, I think, some of the excitement that comes from Comic-Con of having that built-up emotion. But if you know you can skip to the end, more people would probably just skip to the end than watch the whole thing. Um, And so I think that's something that they need to get rid of. Um, And I think it would have been a little more successful. Um, Yeah. And a little bit more enjoyable and make it more seem like Comic-Con. Whereas this just, most of the panels, in my opinion, just felt like Zoom meetings where they all just got to sat down and which, what essentially what it was. I didn't really feel like it was a, a Comic-Con. Does that make sense? Which yeah. ultimately was never going to feel that way. But that's why I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to DC Phantom because there's nothing been like that before. Like DC has never done anything like this. And so it's something new where I'm yeah. not having past expectations on it. Like I was with Comic Con. How'd you feel about Justice Con? Did you watch anything from it? I didn't watch anything from it. I actually had no idea it was going on. I had no idea what it was um, in general. Um, We'll talk about parts of Justice Con as there was a clip that was released, a very like quick, like 10 second clip, but it was released. Um, And we'll talk about it. But I do, I do agree. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. I, I do understand Justice, why, though it happened. Yeah, I just I thought Justice Con was a little bit stronger, honestly, because they had an entire, I think, two and a half, two hour panel with Zack Snyder. That honestly, when that man talks, it's fascinating just to hear what's mm-hmm. going on with his roots about Justice League and all that stuff. It's really, really cool, and that's why I'm more excited about you know the DC stuff because the the host, the panel hosts who hosted all the panels at Comic Con, you could tell they cared about the property they were hosting for. Whereas with DC, the person hosting that panel will be someone that loves DC Comics and knows the lore of it, and they can talk to everybody, you know. Which I have to say why I think I particularly enjoyed the Walking Dead stuff because of the fact, you know, it's the person who always hosts everything for it. I yeah. can't think of his name off the top of my head. but um, And so there was a lot more, like, you know, strive there. Yeah, because to me, honestly, a panel doesn't work if the host sucks. Because yeah. then all the energy really doesn't go, all the energy doesn't really stay with it. Whereas when he hosts, he does the Marvel panel, he does a DC panel, Walking Dead, he hosts the major ones. I kind of hope DC brings him back for fandom. I think it'd be cool to have him there because he was there for all the Justice League reveals. And, you know, he's already got like like a camaraderie between everybody. And so I think that would work really, 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 really well. Talk. Uh, uh, there we go. Come on, Zachary. Two us, we got done. <laughs> no, you, you need to talk. Too much, too much uh, middle static. 
Um, but yeah, with Bill and Ted, um, also I find to be very fascinating. This is a movie that I definitely wouldn't pay to go see in theaters. And I don't mean anything against Bill and Ted. Uh, it's just the runtime has come out for it and it's an hour and 18 minutes long, mm. which I definitely don't think is a uh, theater worthy in my personal opinion. Definitely. I just find that to be very fascinating that time. I do wonder if it's not true or not. Um, but when I did that do research, kind of short. when I did do research and stuff, most places that's where it was pointing to was 118, which I find to be what, <laughs> what? Uh, well, that, panel, that was my least favorite panel of the bunch, except finding out the VOD thing because I love Keanu Reeves to death. Alex Winters is cool, but they talk in such a monotone kind of voice that they go. Well, making this movie was very entertaining and fascinating. Yeah. Like, I love you, Keanu, but get some kind of spirit in you. Where's your E3 guy going? No, you're the best. Where's that guy? <laughs> I also really, like we talked about with New Mutants, I really did enjoy the trailer itself. I thought mm -hmm. it was strongest. I do worry, like most people, that they have shown every cool thing inside Probably. this movie by now. But it's okay, because it still makes me want to go to the movie. It... Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I think this trailer showed the potential it has in theaters, and it didn't just solidify it as, like, a streaming movie. Whereas mm. I think some of the other trailers really did solidify it as, like, a this would be really good at home. Whereas this one yeah. looked like it would be really cool to see on a bigger screen. Not yeah. so much as, like, an event, just in general, like, a bigger, you know, bigger sound system and stuff like that. Also, for me, I feel like it would be kind of weird to finish out the 20 plus years of X-Men films at home. I'd rather watch the final one from Fox in theaters to give it a last hurrah. I think it makes more sense and doesn't take away from the brand. So moving forward, I think that's any other things would. So let's say the pandemic is still going on next year and Comic-Con gets delayed once again. I'm sure it's still going on, but you know, to the extent that it is right now, Yeah. Um, that we're still in this whole entire thing of trying to figure out what's going on in the world. Would you want them to retry Comic Con at home, or would you just want to push it until we can get back into the actual swing of things? I think this was their beta, and you know, as in many of Alpha's betas and all that, you know, you have to find the kinks. And there were complaints throughout the comment section about, you know, this was kind of boring. There was not like it was like a presentation. Mm -hmm. And to be completely honest, it's called Comic Con. There wasn't a lot about comics at all during this convention, like even superhero movie-wise, New Mutants really was the only superhero movie that they even covered. And it was last minute added. Yeah. And so that's why that's why the panel felt so rushed when we watched when we watched it. So I want if this happens again, I wouldn't mind them trying it one more time. And you know, honestly pay the money and get some, you know, real shows coming to your like do like a Watchmen anniversary panel next year. Do uh you know do something. Because I feel like we really we needed stronger panels for this to work. And two out of your 17 panels really doesn't cut it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, slowly but surely, he did bring up slight comics. And so I would like to subvert over into a comic book conversation. I know mm -hmm. you are not caught up to date in any comics um, in general. But there are... There is a comic book going on right now that I'm not enjoying. I am reading, and that is DC's Joker War. Um, oh, you're reading it. I am reading it. Yes, I, I, I'm, I am reading it. 
Is it on Comatology? Huh? Is it on Comatology? Uh, yeah, I think so. I want to say so, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I'm not liking it whatsoever. I think that's a, that's a lot of people's opinion. I think the premise is really stupid. I really don't like Punchline. I didn't like her debut in general. I just have not really. I think the character herself looks, you know, very well um, and fascinating and stuff. But she is a horrible like replacement Harley Quinn. Which, when she first showed up, you could con, you know, you could like talk about how, oh no, that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to do something different. But by now, after seeing all these issues and stuff, no. Um, I think the most interesting one and the only one I would recommend so far in this whole entire like crossover event is the Batgirl one that came out on Tuesday. That one was really well. I don't read Batgirl. Uh, most of these I'm picking up because they do fall on the order of Joker War. And I do read Batman. You know, the general issues for mm -hmm. Batman. Um, I go back and forth with that quite a bit. But that's the one I do pick up. And so since I was following it, there's a storyline through Batgirl that follows through the whole thing. And that one was fascinating, but that's mm -hmm. the only good one that's popped out of the whole entire like thing. So, just one of the only that was spotlighted at Comic Con was the Joker War because it is going. The on. only uh, comic I'm currently reading through is the new animated Adventures of Batman that comic run right now. Yeah, uh, issue one was very, very, very strong. We're supposed to get issue two this week. And I'm going to pick it up at my local comic book store and check it out. Um, and I also finished the, because um, it was mentioned a little bit for Turtles, uh, the Mighty Morphin Turtle team up comic. Very, very good. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a move animated movie maybe with that. Very, very, very strong. Um, seeing the Turtles in a Megazord combining with the Mighty Morphin Megazord into making the Turtle Megazord was weird. But... Cool nonetheless. And Power Rangers, man. The comics are weird now. Rita's a Red Ranger. It's it's everything. It's Dark Rangers. It's dope as fuck. I just and it, it's really good. Power Rangers and comics, adult oriented. Um, other comics that I've just generally read, we don't tend to talk about, but I would say it runs into the movie sphere and stuff. Um, I read The Old Guard, which I think I talked about last week. I didn't really like it very much. I will be reading the sequel when it comes out in September. Um, but also, I read a Batgirl one, which was about uh, Cassandra Kane, And I also really, yeah, I did not enjoy it very much at all either. Um, just in general, it's probably the reason why I'm having a hard time picking up Watchmen. It's just because I've had such bad experiences here recently. With Everyone in the comments will tell you you're not picking up a bad book when it comes to Watchmen. I get that, but also everybody in the comments is telling me you're not picking a bad book when I could possibly not like it, and then a lot of everybody hates me because I don't like Watchmen. So, like, it is. There is the possibility of that, which is Yes, scary. yes, it is. But, uh, you know, you know, there, 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 there are certain books out there, there are certain books out there that people rave and revere about that I think are just okay, too. Just if you don't like it, it's it's understandable. I mean, it's not for everybody. It's very it's like, but like, but it's harder with fan bases in general. You say one negative thing about something through a fan base, and then you have like sixty thousand people telling you that you suck. So it's a rough life out there, Zachary. Trust me, it's a rough life. All right. Well, you need, we, you need to read that. You need to read a certain book before we get to a certain commentary. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about that. Good for hinting. Um, so, which I, I, I will, which we'll talk about. 
So Tenant's release strategy came out today. Actually, it dropped like a few hours before we even filmed this in particular. Um, and I'm going to run through some information, and then you can tell me exactly what your thoughts and opinion is on this. I'm also going to reference another movie that is doing something very similar to this, even though they are not similar at all. Okay? okay. Uh, so Tenant, in general, I'm not reading all of these places that it's going to go, but just know that August 28th, August 27th, uh, 26th, 27th, and 28th, there's a whole bunch of places that are getting it across seas. Um, so once again, this is one of those movies, and I think this is going to be, like we're going to talk about again, with a lot of movies going forward, as right now in the United States in particular, with, with COVID and pandemics in general, we're doing it really bad. Um, you can have your own opinion on exactly how we're handling the situation in general, but we're just going through it roughly, more rough than most places. Um, and so we're getting movies last. So if your place is not listed here, there is a whole bunch of group of places that are not getting it. China still doesn't have a release date, but I think it's just like a week away from announcing the release date. Um, actually, we will be getting it on September 3rd in select cities. Now this is gonna be based on your case count and generally based on you know, where movie theaters are open. Um, most movie theaters are probably gonna push to open August 28th, which is the weekend beforehand because New Mutants does come out, and that's the first big movie, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in this you know, direct podcast that's coming out. Um, but overall, I find this to be a very interesting strategy. Another movie that, like I said, um, that's also doing this is a Universal movie coming out, and that is After We Collided, which I've talked about not so much here, but just in general. Um, uh, and and it's also having a similar release strategy where it's releasing basically everywhere and we're getting it like two weeks later like but because it's universal it's also going on premium video on demand and so i'm curious in general if that will make its box office even higher if we'll even get those numbers in general but zachary how do you feel about this because i have a feeling this is what the new release strategy is going to look like for several movies going forward how do you think how do you feel? I don't like it. Now, is that because we, we're not getting it first? No, 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 no. I don't like it because of, you know, the biggest problem with any film being released before us is spoilers. Um, and unfortunately, if Tenet is what we think it is, and it's a continuation of possibly of Inception, finding that out through online and not seeing the film would suck, I'm not going to lie. If we found out that Leonardo DiCaprio makes a cameo in this movie, that would suck. I would have to say, once again, um, I feel very privileged to live in the United States because we are ten we tend to be the ones who get it first and then everybody else. UK tends to get it first and technically, but then us. And so yeah. we don't tend to have to deal with this. But luckily enough, in general, it's only going to be out for like a weekend. Like it's a week difference, what it looks like, you know, and I, I don't see it moving from Labor Day weekend. Um, the more bigger question here is what I was talking about before is the fact if your theater is not open, then you can't see it. Yeah. But somebody to, you know, a state over could be watching it. Yeah, right now. Yeah. At the risk of getting spoilers that way because it's not on preview on demand. You can't watch it at your home, you know, or risk going to the theater. Whereas I think after we collided, which is doing a very similar strategy by this, um, it is on. You can watch it either at home or 
you know, um, in the theater, depending on what you feel like it's you're most comfortable with, yeah. which I think it's somewhat of a, we'll see how it goes, like money wise. Um, I don't really think Tenet's going to do that well. I don't think a lot of these movies we're about to talk about are going to do really well um, just for a while. And I think that's in general just what it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see how this evolves. I'm nervous that it's multiple reasons. I'm nervous that this is how it's going to go forward, how big releases are going to go. Because I don't consider, I mean, Tenet is a Nolan film, but I don't consider it a, you know, blockbuster, end of the year kind of movie. And so the movies I'm more nervous about are the ones coming out at the end of the year, like Wonder Woman 84, Black Widow, you know. Yeah. Those are the ones I'm worried about. They do the strategy because we know how Marvel movies go. We know how DC films go. And if we find shit out before the film comes out here, we just gotta we gotta stay off the internet. I mean, that's just what it is. It's just what it is. Yeah, but in this time, it's hard for people to do that because they have nothing else to do. I'm. I don't know. I think. I think in a way, I completely understand and I completely agree. Um, with you like i mean truly i completely agree but also i think it's kind of interesting because now we're on the back end of this whereas we're normally you know on the front side and we tend to be the ones spoiling movies for other people who you know have not been able to see it um and so i, I find that to be really fascinating just in general but uh i do agree i it would suck it would suck and i'm gonna try my hardest you know the hope here is that just like this, just like a normal release schedule, is that it's going to be like a week apart, where mm -hmm. you know it gets to play seven days over cross seas, wherever it's going over a you know a static release or whatever, and yeah. then it comes to us. And that way, it's not that bad, and we you know we just know to like x out anything for like you know tent or Wonder Woman on our feeds or whatever, and that way we can't see anything for it, and yeah. that way when it comes out, it's just you know us. My bigger problem, I think, runs with the fact that we don't know where theaters are going to be at. Yeah. Uh, they could be open, and that's very true, but ours might not be open. Somebody else we might know might be open, and so we run the risk of not being able to see that, and I think that's a bigger problem. And once again, it runs back into your problem with spoilers is that it's in your place where you can go see it, but your theater's not open, and so you run into the fact of not and the spoilers, you know, going into spoilers. Yeah. And also, I think um, pirating movies is going to be huge again. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, we're going to see perfect quality versions of Tenet on a, an illegal site before we even see it in a theater. Yeah. And that's a shame because I feel like we should see it prior to that. Yep. Yep. I completely, completely agree. And especially with movies like um, anything Universal is going to be releasing in general, um, you know, they're getting released on demand, you know, the week that they come out in whatever country they come out in. And so that's a perfect quality movie that you can just sign up into, you know, the interwebs and anybody can watch, which I think could end up hurting in general. I don't know. It's such a complicated situation that we have no control in and things. Mm -hmm. and who knows how long it's going to be. We might get to October, and Wonder Woman might be a day-in, day-out release, you know, going forward. Tenet might be the only movie that we try this with, and then everything else is a day-in, day-out, you know, release schedule. Yeah. Um, we'll it really also all depends on how people are doing prior to that. As long as people, you know, follow 
what we're told and rules and things and you know it'll be really on the fans of film to go okay it's almost time for these movies to really start coming out do i want to you know keep doing what i'm doing or stay at home get ready and then go to the theater also you know you have the bigger question is are these movies that we're about to talk about are they theater worthy movies are they worth risking your life because for general tenant itself is two hours and 42 minutes you're not supposed to be in a quote space like a theater for longer than an hour and a half to an hour and 40 minutes you're pushing your limit at two but this is 40 minutes over that so smart idea to go to a movie theater to risk that you know case or whatever of sitting there for two hours and 40 minutes i think that's a you know, a valid question and stuff, but obviously the movie was filmed and shot and edited before any of this, and so they had no idea that would ever become a question. You know, when they probably made Tent, they're like, new, longer movies are the thing, and they were for a very long time, and now we're going to be starting to see more frequently switching back over into a shorter, you know, hour and 40 to an hour, you know, two hour runtime um, in general. And I would be really curious to see how many theaters actually get Tenet. Um, because of its runtime, and how many showings there will be because of its runtime. Not a lot. Um, and so that also runs the risk of, since there is not a lot of showings because it is so long, you have the more likely chance of going and sitting with somebody, you know, and they're not doing anything to protect us. They're not taking temperatures and anything like that, and that's their choice. That's a theory, you know, your choice of going into that place. But there is the risk and then you bring it home to your family and like, you know, it's a whole mess and that's just based on theater strategy alone. But still, it, I think it's valid for, especially tenant because it's so long. The only chance I could see theaters in the U S getting this movie is through IMAX screenings. It's the only way they're going to make money on it. I guarantee you, like say my theater got it, it would have it for maybe a week and a half in IMAX and then it'd be gone. It would not yeah. put it in small theaters. I'm sure they probably will. And I'm only saying this is because theaters are broke and they're going to try to make as much money as humanly possible while they can. Um, and I would say that, that would be the only difference. I would agree with this statement. I also agree with a lot of people who are saying online right now that we do believe the theatrical window is going to dwindle. And so you might only have to wait four weeks before you can see Tenet on you know your, your screen at home, yeah. uh, which I think is a very smart way to do it. You can't go see it in theaters. Well, sure, you have the risk of running into spoilers, but you can wait a month and, you know, it's yours to be able to rent. I don't think you're going to be able to buy it, but at least rent it, you know, or maybe a mixture of both. We'll see. Yeah. So moving on, do you have anything else to say about that? Mm -mm. Moving on, we're going to go through a list of movies that are actually coming out because a lot of movies got delayed over um, this short period of time. And I have a whole listing starting in August, by the way. Nothing above this because no one cares. We're going into August. So the first actual big weekend of August. Here, I can pull up the list if you want to look at it too. Okay. Here's the list. So the first okay. actual big weekend of August is actually August 21st. Um, Antebellum is supposed to come out. Um, and then Inception is supposed to get re-released, but also Unhinged. This is Unhinged's weekend. You know, uh, the one only Ivan also comes out, but that's not a movie, so we're just gonna skip over it. And then the actual first big movie 
of the week is New Mutants, which comes out the next Friday, which I really like the new mm-hmm. poster, by the way. I think they're really yeah. cool. Um, and then we also have a few limited releases, which I find hilarious because how could they be more limited than what they already are? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that's sure. going to work out, but like, okay. Um, then we also have uh, Bill and Ted the next weekend, which is going to be, you know, Faces the Music. That's going to be a day and day release with video on demand or. So you have the option there. Then the Honest Thief, which I'm not sure what that is. The King's Men the King's will come out. The afterwards as you guys can see here most of these are fox properties which is also yeah. i find to be very funny um then greenland and then wonder Woman 1984 starting on october 2nd and then we also have Candyman, which is rumored to be a day and day release with pb on d as well that you can either watch it at home or go to the movie theater to see it um then we also have connected which looks really good death on the nile um and Ooh, then I, I thought Death of the Nile got moves. Um, I can always Google it. I don't. I don't think so. I, I didn't see anything for Death of the Nile. It's also a Fox property, so I highly doubt that they actually moved it. Because if you've learned anything so far, Disney wants to get rid of those. <laughs> so Black Widow uh, is still having its November sixth release date. That still could move in general, just because I think February is a better month for it. And as sadly as I would see it to move to February. I think generally, I think it would do better in that yeah. month. Um, then we also have Clifford the Big, Big Red Dog, which also could move. That's a CGI, CGI live action um, coming up. I got Hybrid. Deep Water, which is the new Ben Affleck movie. Um, which was really good. Which on uh, Diamaris, where they met and they fell in love. Uh, no Time to Die comes out the weekend after with Soul. It's a connection weekend. Uh, that has been moved. It's jumped around several times throughout this whole month, saying in that month. And then we also have the Happiest uh, Session, which I don't know what these are. And then the big movie in December is Free Guy. Uh, Dune will probably end up moving, I feel like. I hope not. Uh, West Side Story will not. The Crudes 2 probably won't either. And then um, Escape Room 2 has moved. It's actually coming out the first weekend of... Uh, January instead of December. So the main month I'm going to look at is December because we know what November is going to hold. December, these are the two films that I don't think are going to move. I don't think Free Guy is going yep. to move. And I really don't think Dune's going to move. Dune Depends is. On if they need to move any, like, I only say Dune because, like, if they need to move Wonder Woman, this is where it's going to go. To be completely honest, no offense to your Wonder Woman, they have more writing on Dune. I think Dune, I really, really do. I think Dune has more writing on than Wonder Woman does. Simply because it's a new-ish property and Wonder Woman, we've seen her before twice over, three times over in in previous DC films. If any Warner Brothers film besides Tenet got moved to next year, I think it would probably end up being Wonder Woman over the two of them. I think Dennett Tenant with Dune would keep its December release date to end the year strong if it's good. Again, that's my that's what I'm thinking because I don't see Wonder Woman working in December. I really don't. Well, it was originally going to play in December at one point in time. Yeah, but I think it works better as a fall film more than a winter. No, I completely agree. It's just more of like we'll see what Warner Brothers does when we get closer to the actual release date of 
Wonder Woman 1984. Because I do agree with you. I think um, October, well, let's get real here. I would say June was probably a better release month, but like, yeah, no. Uh, and yeah. that's the reason why I would think they are not going to move Wonder Woman into next year is because of how long we've already waited in things. Um, I think there would be a bigger discussion just like with Mulan, which as you can see has not been needed yet. Um, I think we're going to wait until box office stuff comes in to figure out when Mulan will actually, you know, show up in here um, in this listing. Personally, I just feel like put it on the man. Come on, just put it on the man. <laughs> you're, 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 you're wasting time, honestly, now with Mulan. It's no longer got a release date or an indefinite. Just, just put Disney Plus. You're honestly. I would put it on premium on the video on the man, and then maybe two weeks later. At this point, I don't think it'd be making any money. I really don't. It's a. I, I think it would make money. It's a Disney movie. I think it would make money. And Universal needs some like freaking people to come in there and be like, I can still make money too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what's right. crazy to me about this is that of any studio, the one studio I thought that would be able to do this would be Disney. Be doing the theater straight to the man because you know they've got it. But the fact that Universal beat them to it and it's worked better for them. I think Universal so far is the studio of the year. They've been able to maintain money and maintain quality films coming out of their studio, even their thing going on. And Disney's just too scared to not put anything out. I I agree with um, um, mostly of that statement. There's parts of it that I I definitely do agree. I think Disney should be a little more freeing. Mm. I don't think every movie on this list should move over into the next year. Or should be risking our lives to go see. I agree. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I personally any. I personally say any movies that are made for award season should be a PVOD. I completely agree. And I don't mean that like oh awards movies are not you know theater quality. I I mean that in a simple sense of like I would theater. rather see like Free Guy or something. Yeah. Than go see like Deep Water. I'm sure Deep Water is going to be a great movie, but it's not going to be. It's gonna be like more like Gone Girl, you know what I mean? Which, which to me is that they need to look at it from again, unfortunately, the money perspective. Which is they need films that will make money. Deep Water. I don't think West Side Story is gonna make money. Oh, not with it's all the scandals. No. Yeah, and so they're better off just putting these award-contending films, VOD, letting everybody rent it to watch it if they want to. You know, getting the word out that way. It sucks because those usually, you know, move forward for the Oscars, which we'll talk about in a little bit. That might not even happen now. So I just, they're better off putting, keeping the blockbusters in theaters and moving the smaller films to where they're going. The only, the only, the one and only island, Ivan, I would have not watched the theaters, but I've watched the trailer. I'll gladly watch on Disney Plus because it looks fun. And once again, I think we're having that big debate of is this a movie theater quality movie or is this a streaming movie? And I think right now that's a very important debate as like the king of staten island that was a great film but sure enough like if it was a different time i'd probably go see it in theaters but i'm really happy that i saw it at home it's a perfectly good streaming film it was well done i had a good time it was very enjoyable i would have still had a good time in the movie theater but it would not have been like a black widow experience where i was like i need to see this on the big screen and i think that's the major difference here and any movie that's normally made for the oscars are not those type of films 
We yeah. have exceptions every year. A few of them pop up, but 90% of the time, it's not like, oh, I have to go see this. It's really weird when a random awards contending film does that well. I mean, honestly, last year it was Joker. Joker was the spew out the movie moment that, you know, made so much money and won so many awards. Yeah. It's very rare when it happens. When it happens, it's awesome, but it's very rare when it happens. It's very rare. Exactly. I agree. So now let's talk about what's not. <laughs> now, uh, I find this release schedule, which we're going to go over, which we have a whole year to go over. Once again, these are a lot of numbers. That's why it's up on the screen. If I skip over anything, I'm just going to try to talk about the ones that moved or the new release dates or whatever. Um, so we're going to go through them in general. But starting when Mortal Kombat comes out that early in the year, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, because it got moved. So, so starting with January 2021, Zachary pointed it out. January 15th is the first weekend. That's I don't know what the Devil's Light is. I'm sure it's just a cheesy horror film. So we're not going to worry about it. We're going to go down to the actual bigger weekend here. And that is uh, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, by the way. And the movie that did move here is Respect, um, which I think is an excellent. That's excellent. going very well. Yeah. Um, especially because of Oscars and things. And hopefully by January, we won't have this conversation, should it be in theaters or not. Um, hopefully we can just enjoy being back at the multiplex in the best way you know, we can. Moral Combat will make its debut. We'll see. Wait. I hope so. Um, Pierre Rabbit 2, Runaway, also moved here. If you moved the movie, you should have just moved it to March. Personal opinion. Personal opinion. It should have been an Easter film, but they needed to put it out some while, somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know what either of these ones are, but that's what's coming out that weekend. Rumble is a... I don't even want to talk about know. it. I just... We're going to move on. Yeah. But it's coming out in case you wanted to see it. Um, I don't really know who did, but maybe you did. I don't know. Uh, February, we have Cinderella. This is the Sony Cinderella that's coming out uh, with, um, oh my god, I cannot think of his name. Ryan? No, it's Porter. What is this? I can't think of his first name. Who's playing, you know, uh, the good Prince. witch? Uh, no. The good witch? The Oh, Glenda? Oh my god. No, that's, that's what it was. Fairy Godmother is playing by the Ryan Porter. Nope. It's a Porter. I can't think of the name off the top of my head. It's also going to star, uh, oh my gosh, why is all these names just like saying, no, I don't want to talk to you right now. What is, what is Camilla Cabello will be playing Cinderella. Um, we'll have a male version of, yeah, it's a whole thing. I think it sounds really interesting, and I'm very curious to see how it does in general. What makes me nervous about that is that Cinderella could get it on with her fairy godfather, and it'd be really, really weird. He's gay, so no. Oh. That, that, that solves my problem. <laughs> so we're going to move on to uh, Fairy God Daddy. That would be a movie I would be curious to see. So oh, someone should make that. Anybody February else? 12th, Jacob. What's February 12th? So we have The Eternals, which could move, but uh, that's what's slated right now. I think this is a horrible February release date and should move to May. But, you know, I'm, I'm done talking about our schedule. <laughs> and we also have Monster Problems. What about Love? That has a poster. Was not expecting that. Then February 19th, we have nobody in our first like um limited release was Antlers, which did move to the state this past weekend. Um, as it got its exclusive clip at Comic-Con. This was the announcement 
that it got redated for February. It's one of the only Fox movies that moved to 2021, which I find hilarious. Does that mean they have confidence in it? I guess so. Um, I have a feeling it's supposed to be a big um, awards contender. Um, mm-hmm. Some of these do do really well, like Ari Aster was supposed to do really well and things here. And so I have a feeling this is what that's supposed to be like. It's supposed to be much more um, under that line. Ghostbusters Afterlife moved to March 5th with Tom and Jerry, which... Yeah, Joe we can ask out that middle one. It's not happening. Yeah, Master of the Universe, we're going to just move on. He got, like, I mean, it's just not coming, like, at all. It's the power of Grace Hall is not on his side. Anyway. The Mini Saints of New York, I don't know if that is. Ryan the Lost Dragon is supposed to come out March no. 12th. And it had a huge leak this past weekend. So that was interesting. It looked really pretty, though. But we weren't supposed to see it. <laughs> so, and then uh, March 19th is really and Tomb Raider 2. Now, Tomb Raider 2 has had no images come out, and if they even filmed it, so this could move to the year after. Uncharted's supposed to come out this year um, as well. Um, but who knows? They could have filmed it in secret. You know, it could be all done. We'll see where that goes. But it is coming, and so we'll just, this is the date that they gave it. Boss Baby 2, which generally I'm actually looking forward to it's because the first one it's hilarious. Fast and the Furious. Not huh? Oh, the no. We're not, we're not going to talk about it. Fast and Furious 9 comes out April 2nd. We'll see how big a release it actually has because of Universal Drama in general. So we'll see where that goes. Fatherhood, Boz Burgers, which is the movie that's coming to theaters. I don't know what either of these are. So April 23rd, um, we have a bunch of movies that moved to this date. A Quiet Place Part 2. I can't fucking believe it. I don't know. So at this point, I understand why. Um, because it is a movie that I would want to see in theaters. And I'm not taking it away from that. But also, I'm just like, I'm all over it. Because it's supposed to come out in March. You know? Yeah. And so I'm It'll like... almost a full year and a month after... I'm like, maybe I just wanted to see it at home. I didn't want to. Because it's this is much more like a theater experience movie. This is like a definition of a theater experience movie. But also, it's been so long. I don't, I don't think Krasinski would have said make that go ahead if he doesn't have plans to do something else with ad campaign stuff. Yeah, and you know, it's gonna. I also feel bad for the movie because it probably was not the most expensive thing to make, you know. Um, but with the ad campaign in general, it's gonna bump that price so much. Uh, yeah. We also have Monster Hunter, which was supposed to come out in September, now coming out in April, so it moved to beginning of the summer for release. So either they have major like hope in that movie or they're like it's gonna be DOA anyways. I don't think Monster is gonna do well personally because of the team doing it. That's just me. If we're being honest, Jacob. Hold on, hold on. You're right. You're right. Just give me a second. There we go. There we go. So moving on. Uh May 7th the, the first weekend of May, uh, oh, well, Ish. is Ish we Ish. have Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, which this once again, November. I think, should be a November release. But once again, you guys know how I feel about this. Um, we also have, I don't know what either a dog or spirit riding free is, but May 20, 21st, we have Godzilla versus Kong, which looks phenomenal. No. <laughs> Spiral, which also looks really good. I don't. This is another one of those ones where I'd be like, I don't know. At this moment, where I'm just like, put all the horror films on PVOD that were supposed to come out this year. 
a mixed bag with it. Um, then we have May 28th, which is Cruella, which also looks really good. And Infinite, which I think I've heard about, but I don't really know. June 4th was a new, another move, which is Conjuring 3, which was supposed to come out in September. It's not coming out. And that's The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, which that's is... Title. It's actually supposed to change. It's not the official title, um, because it's a werewolf film. So... I don't know what these are, so we're gonna move on to Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, I know what that. I, I know what that that first one is underneath uh, that one. That is part of the Hasbro universe. It's called Micronauts. It's a old toy line. There we go. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion will come out on June 11th. I'm excited for that. I think it looks great. I'm very excited that they're already filming it and things, and so that's really good. Um, in the Heights, this this that that makes me sad. I was really looking forward to it at the end of the year. It looked really, really good. I think it should have stayed in December, if I'm being honest. It should have. It could have totally beat West Side Story. The reason I think it moved was because Lin-Manuel Miranda got Hamilton this year and that they didn't want him to go head-to-head with himself. So I think that's why they probably moved it. It looks good, though. It looks really good. Yeah, it does. It does look good. It looks really good. Then we have an unknown Pixar movie that's supposed to come out on June 18th. Who knows if that will be there. We're going to move on from that even thought. And then we have June 25th, which is the weekend before July 4th, which is Venom Let There Be Carnage. Now, Zachary, I do have a question about this, because how do you feel about getting two uh, properties thrown in three months? Uh, the only reason I'm okay with it because I guarantee you there's going to be a setup for Venom at the end of Morbius now. Like when, when they have time, they're going to go back and shoot a extra end credit scene for, for Morbius to tie him into Venom. Like say Morbius goes to the prison to meet uh, Cletus. Yep. And he wants to combine his DNA with uh, Cletus to give him vampire powers maybe. I don't know. Something weird. With this universe, you really don't know what's going to happen at this point. So... Also, Zachary, I'm very curious to know, do you think Venom, would there be carnage, will be rated R? Yes. And if it wasn't, if it's not going to be rated R, how would that make you feel? My anticipation for this film will drop to a dramatic don't care. If this film is not rated R, they are not, then it should not be that movie. It shouldn't. You're better off being Spider-Man in that movie for all I care. So, uh, July 4th weekend, which is normally helmed by a Purge movie, it's not, is going to be helmed by Minions, The Rise of Brew, which moved a long time ago, so that's nothing new. But Top Gun Maverick just stole the spot as well, and I think that's a perfect release date for that film, so we're, you know. Which one do you think is going to do better, though? That's my question. Oh, that's definitely Minions, Rise of Brew. Unfortunately, I have to agree with you. (laughs) Yeah, no. I don't even think that's a question, generally. Which, okay, fine. Better question. What's going to be a better quality made movie? I think Top Gun. Depends on what you're looking for. I'm looking for a genuinely good story. I think Top Gun's going to win. It depends on what you're looking for. I think The Rise of Gru could be genuinely good. A good time. Yeah, but... And Top Gun Maverick just has cool stunts that are real, so it has that going for it. <laughs> it looks... Have you even seen Top Gun? I had Zachary for a reason that you don't need. What, 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 
What's your beef with this movie? Every time we talk about Top Gun Maverick, you have beef with I this film. I don't think it looks that good, okay? <laughs> I think personally that it looks fine. It looks like an okay film. The best, an all-right commercial for the Air Force. <laughs> Man, Tom Cruise, I know you're a fan of this show. Do not let him do that to you, sir. <laughs> Like, honestly. Like, I mean, if I've never met a commercial in my life. So, so what's July really 9th? Commercial. So July 9th will be the Forever Purge. Which, which is, is the last one, one, right? Purge movie. Which is rumored to be Purge going, like, it's like, yeah. So that's the Forever Purge. July 16th, I'd say the biggest movies coming out is um, Space Jam 2, A New Legacy, which is exciting. Um, and then Uncharted, which is there. Wait, whoa, 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 let me get this straight. You're more excited to see LeBron James and Bugs Bunny duke it out on a basketball court than see Nathan Drake go for an idol in a lost forsaken jungle? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going to take me a very long time and several trailers to get over the fact that they chose young Nathan Drake. But we haven't seen anything from Space Jam. Also, I'm going to mention this once again. Mark Wahlberg. No. No. He's in it. He's Sully. Oh, right. I realized I, he'd, be, he'd be a better older Nathan Drake than Sully. He would be better not in the movie. Yeah. No offense to Mark Wahlberg. Have Some of the movies are good. Some of the movies Transformers? Really, hey guys, really, really, really bad. Guys, I'm a robot. It's great. It can help me pay for college. Also, oh. you know, um, financially, I don't really know if uh, Mark Wahlberg has the right power to handle this. No. Cool. And Tom Hart, Tom Holland hasn't really had a movie outside of Spider-Man, and so we generally don't know how well he'll do with this type of vehicle either. I'm not worried about Holland. I'm not worried about Holland. I think he has a big enough fan base, and honestly, that would be the reason why I go see this movie. So, but I'm just mad he's playing a young Nathan Drake. Space Jam 2 is the is the surprise card of 2021 because it can be very good or or, or god awful. <laughs> now, I mean, I think a lot of people could say that about the first Space Jam as well. No, but here's my thing with Space Jam 2: Are they going to go with the HBO Max version cartoon characters from Looney Tunes, or are they going to stick with the traditional? Back to the, like the traditional Looney Tunes, yeah. Please do. I, I love the show. Don't get me wrong. I watched all ten episodes twice. It's very, very funny. But I want to. I want to see classic, classic Looney Tunes. You know where Filmer has a shotgun, not a shovel. Just me though. It's a interesting. They took away a shotgun. I know. No, it's an interesting conversation. Okay, so July twenty third. I would love to know you guys' conversation about that in the comments down below and your opinions on this subject matter. So we're just going to move forward, okay? Okay, Zachary. Okay. 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 July 21st is the Shyamama? Shyamalan. Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Oh, so it's a skip. Okay, so the Tomorrow <laughs> War, which I definitely will see because this cast is stellar. What is it? That's, that's uh, the new, um, oh, Chris Pratt, who I don't really enjoy very much. 
Chris Pratt is the star, and then it's a whole cast surrounded by him. And it's kind of like, um, oh, those movies with Bruce Willis and... Oh, like Armageddon and stuff? No, Extendables. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that, in that vein of sense. You... You think Expendables and the first person you go to is Bruce Willis, Sylvester Stallone, your people? I don't like Sylvester it's, Stallone, so obviously I'm going to go. Yeah, but he wasn't really the best in those either. I'd say Bruce Willis is definitely the standout. No, Schwarzenegger was the best in those movies. I would have to disagree, so I withstand the statement. The next weekend will be Jungle Cruise, which we'll have to wait and see if that's good. Who knows? Um, I really enjoyed most of the trailers, but I am kind of scared about the gay character just because I heard it's just for laughs. And um, they were going to do revision work on it for that reason because it did not do well. Um, I like the fact that Disney is putting a gay character in you know, a vehicle, but I would like it to not just be to make jokes about the fact that he is gay. Because didn't they... Have, haven't they done this before already with you, Jacob, with Beauty and the Beast, and it didn't go well for you then either? I would say so, yes. Yeah, <laughs> bad. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Now, but with that one, Beauty and the Beast, they put in tiny little scenes that they could cut out of the movie, whereas Jungle Cruise, it's a full-fledged character. Like, this is not something you can edit around. It's Let's a hope it's not just Gad. No, it's, uh, I can't even, I don't even know. It's her, it's her brother. Is who the character is, um, but from press screenings or you know test screenings and stuff, most people didn't like him because it was he was just there for jokes to make fun of the whole time. Well, I guarantee you, Disney probably fixed it. Yeah, yeah, which they're supposed to, but then the pandemic happened, so they have other things to worry about. So I just hope they circle back around. It's just my opinion. Okay, August six brings Hotel Tell Transylvania four, which I'm sure will do very well. The Suicide Squad which I'm also sure will probably hopefully do well. I'm looking we'll forward to it. We'll find out in a month when the trailer <laughs> What? We'll find out in a month when the trailer drops. If it drops. I'm, no, I'm sure it will definitely drop a DC fandom, yeah. A yeah. teaser, at least, in general. That I'd movie will definitely release on time. I can't, I'd be kind of disappointed if we didn't get a teaser in August for this movie. I'm not going to love it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I do wonder who they'll showcase, though. That's oh, that's easy. That's easy. Kite Man, Idris Elba, and Harley Quinn. There you go. Oh my god, I totally forgot Kite Man's going to be in this. Oh, that's so exciting because I'm now a fan of Kite Man. Jacob, he's going to be the he's going to be that role in the movie that his head goes probably. I get that, but also it's like exciting. <laughs> so August twentieth is the Hitman's Wife Bodyguard, which, which I is- really like. Oh, it's because it's the Hitman's Bodyguard. It's the first one. This is the sequel, and so it's the wife's bodyguard. It makes sense. If you look at it from like a franchise standpoint, but I really like the first one, and so I yeah. think this one could be a lot of fun. Um, the Beatles get back. I don't know if this is a Doc Mary. I don't really know what this is, but the Beatles. <laughs> but the Beatles. September fourth, September third brings in Jackass Four, which just took this date. This is actually a very good date. Um, so I feel bad that Jackass Four got it. Hey. Let's be all honest here. Jackass 4 is going to be fun at the theater. I am not going to go see Jackass 4 in theaters. So, no, this is not a movie I'm going to go see. I don't like Jackass films. You know know, know who's going to go see that, though, in theaters probably, though. For sure. And I'm not going to go with him. He can go see it by himself. They're supposed to be doing a uh, Ryan Dunn memorial in that movie. Um, And that's why that wants to go. Well, on September 17th, we had The Bad Guys, which I wonder is based off the children's books. 
and the man from Toronto, which I think is the new uh, Quinn Eastwood. October 1st is the Batman, which we'll see if it makes out release date. It might not. It might have to get pushed to 2022 um, just because they're not done filming. So we'll have to wait and see how everything wraps up with that. They are starting. Exactly. Just push to 2022. (laughs) They are better off just letting. I want to do it. Never mind. I think you'll do fine anywhere. So moving forward. I, I, I don't. October. This is not an update list because Spider Man 3 had not moved, but that's fine. We'll just go with it. October 15th, Halloween Kills is here. And I personally think it looks. Okay. That teaser was good. It looks okay. That and we also have the last really duel, which I think I have heard about as well. What? That teaser was really good. Uh, yeah. Yep. It was. So, November 5th is the Elvis movie, which is uh, uh, Ross Lynch, which is from Sabrina. He'll be the lead character here. It's a bio. He'll be Elvis. I actually think it's going to be, I think he could do a really good job. So I'm excited for him to see what he does here. Spider-Man 3 is not here, so don't get used to it. We're just going to talk about it a little bit later. Um, November 12th. No one gives two shits. October 7th is also supposed to be on this list. And that is uh, the sequel to, uh, oh God, what is that movie called? Into the Spider-Verse. The sequel comes out October 7th of this year. It's not. No, Jacob, that's 2022. That's the reason why it's on this list, guys. And are you curious? Okay, there we go. <laughs> November 12th is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 3, which I will not be seeing um, just due to personal reasons and yep. things such. And I think a lot of people will feel probably the same it's way. Anyway. It's a bullshit film moving on. And also, the ending was just so horrible like when I go see a third one. November 19th, it's King Richard. Jesus Christ, we don't need a movie about him. And Mission Impossible 7, which you death, death, the, death, yeah. Yeah. You definitely believe I'm going to be doing a Mission Impossible marathon beforehand because that those are movies I slept on, and I feel really bad about it. You feel bad about it now, don't you? I do. I truly do. It's a problem. <laughs> Fallout's one of the best action films of all time, isn't it? See, here we go. We have Mission... I, honestly, though, like that ending, oh my god, oh. It's everything I need in my life. Oh, that's so cool. Let's see him. <laughs> but it's so funny. He's going to have a commercial come out and a great movie. Good for Tom Cruise. And I just had to do it. So I know. December 20-something in here is Spider-Man. No, Jacob. End of the Spider-Verse is 2022. Spider-Man 3, Zachary. I'm talking about Spider-Man 3. Oh. Yeah. No, that's in here. That's in here, Yes. I could give you an act. Hold on. Uh, I do have a date. I do have a date. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm getting nervous. What? It's December 20th. No, it's not. December 17th. Ha, 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 ha. Three days off. Hey, it's important. Uh, and then we also have Black Adam, The Nightingale, which is a uh, book. It's a very prolific book. Not to be mistaken with The Nightingale from 2018, which could which was truly one of the most disturbing but also important movies I think I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Then we also have scene two, which I'm also looking forward to. And then Babylon, which I also believe I know what it is, but I don't know what it is all the same And you're crossed over Black Adam. It's coming. Do you think we get anything for that in, in, in August? We're going to get all the cast. We're going to know exactly who's playing who. And what roles and a teaser? 
how pissed are you going to be if we find out that Shazam's not in the movie? Once again, I would say much more like an end credit. Oh, Damien Chazelle. That's why I know what this yeah. is. Okay, just wanted to make sure I understood. <gasps> Emma Stone. Oh, do you think it's going to be a musical? Oh, if it's a musical. God, I, I hope not. Okay, La La Land hater. Very much, and I'm not afraid to admit it, very much so. I think that movie is overrated. Well, we're just going to talk about some other ones over here for a second, then we'll jump into that little snippet of a conversation. Um, <laughs> you're right, we don't have to. So we have Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which got dated for April 8th, 2022. And of course, Avatar got moved a whole year. Poor Avatar. <laughs> And it's going to be staggering oh, from 2022 no, 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 no. to 2028. So. Not poor Avatar. <laughs> oh, I also find it to be very fascinating. I was watching an old Grace video. I recommend Grace. We talk about her every week. Um, and she was talking about how Avatar was coming out in December of, 20, of 2009. So let that shit sink in. By the time the last Avatar movie, Avatar 5, comes out, it will almost be 20 years since the first Avatar came out. And, and I don't no think one's, right. no one's gonna give two shits by the time Avatar Five drops. But also, what's get real here? Watch it be amazing. I and know. Watch it all be amazing, and we all are anticipating the final film. And then watch it be at the end and be like, "Why is it over?" Like that's gonna be the plot twist of the century. If Cameron can pull it off, I think the second one looks really pretty. I'm ex I'm excited, and I think it will do well. Yes, Avatar 2 looks pretty, but what films are they going to take from next? What do you mean? Oh, come on. I Avatar mean, is very derivative of a whole bunch of different things, but it's so fun. No. I never said let's have it. Okay, Zachary, we're just going to, you just need to move on. I'm not afraid to give my statement about Avatar. I think that movie is just, yeah, it makes no sense why it's good. Okay. We had a lot of fun, and now we're going to get down to some things that we should be talking about in the world. Um, can I go grab a drink real quick before we start this? I'm going to start it. You can come back. Okay. Be right back. All right. So, Ellen time to talk serious is what the, the little header says, and um, she is currently being investigated um, over the course of the pandemic. In particular, uh, she has been ridiculed, um, and she is also been talked about to being an evil person, um, to being being really mean to her staff, and a whole bunch of other things. So her show is being investigated, and if the investigation comes out to be clear, um, it has a possibility of being terminated and never being shown on air. Um, I also, I find it to be very interesting. There's a lot of pictures coming out of Ellen. Um, most people who get daily work done and things to stay young in general, um, tend to not fare well, and it's being shown on Ellen. I I don't know. We've always heard that Ellen is not a a great person, um, that she can be mean, and that she takes her jokes too far, and that her staff can be very scared of them. Um, she's also made some very inappropriate jokes. Uh, there is the whole scandal with the island, which is everywhere, which I'm sure did play into this whole thing, but the really root of this conversation is two things I want to talk about and which I'll read right when my brother gets back, which he's right there. So put on your headphones, brother. Thank you for doing that. Cool, cool, cool. So two big things I want to talk about here 
is one talk show hosts in general and how being at home could be very dangerous for them. And also um, the mistreatment of employees. This is a conversation time and time again that we've had over several different things to, from Dog with crunch time to just treating your employees like shit. In this case, it goes into the second ladder of treating your employees like shit. Ellen, um, there's a lot of people who have come out, especially in a BuzzFeed article that popped up a few weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago now. Um, BuzzFeed posted this article of a lot of people who worked on set for Ellen, calling her the worst person they've ever worked with, the worst person they've ever met. She is a demon to work on set with, and a whole bunch of other things. I'll link the article in particular down below. But that has been called to investigate the whole show as a whole. And if it comes back positive, it will be terminated, and it's 20 years off there. And she loses everything, essentially. Um, and I, I, Ellen's much more like a talking point. It's not so much like we don't know Ellen. We like Ellen. We enjoy <laughs> Ellen's content. But just because you enjoy someone's content doesn't actually mean that they're the greatest person in the world. Um, but we don't know them. We don't know Ellen, and so we, I don't want to talk badly about somebody I don't know. But just from what people have said, I think the more important conversation is here is that these were people think. Um, there's two people, I think, in that particular list that said, oh, I saw this, or I saw this, and those are not really stories you can trust because there is not physical evidence to back them up, and they saw something. There is a fight for that as well, um, but in general, I... I think it's more interesting of the execs that have come out and talked about Ellen and how mean she is to work with and how hard she is to work with. Um, but yeah, Zachary, how exactly do you feel about workplace talking? And do you think this is something that they should investigate and that type of thing? So I can actually talk from personal experience when it comes to being treated as a bad employee. Um, our current, where I currently work, I'm not going to say where and who yeah, I work for. A, yeah, probably a good idea. And um, I feel as though with everything going on, the pandemic especially, we got treated like shit. When it came to that, most companies uh, got a pay raise or some kind of thing for COVID. Our store decided to do a fucking lottery, and every week someone would win so much money while the rest of us got nothing. And I, we, everybody agreed with a bunch of shit, and they still haven't addressed it at all. Uh, the whole mass situation where I currently work is a bunch of bullshit. Same thing with capacity. Now, like we said, we do not know Ellen. We know that I watch her. My mamaw loves this woman to death. But push comes to shove. If you're a shit person and you've been hiding it, you don't deserve to get what you're getting. And in um, a lot of and not so much Ellen's events, but a lot of people are coming forward. This isn't like it's a like a hate of I hide about in Hollywood that Ellen is not this wonderful, beautiful person no. that she is on screen. Um, a lot of people have talked about over the years coming at her, like directly calling her very, very horrible things um, over the years. But a lot of people just didn't believe them because of the fact that Ellen, you know, is Ellen. I mean, that's yeah. the only way I can really describe that. But now but because we're seeing more like real Ellen because she's not in the studio she's not you know having people walk around her and things and she's saying jokes that are really inappropriate and she's doing things that shine horribly on her and you know people around her 
more people are starting to see like, okay, maybe these conversations are more true than what we had once. It just proves that certain stars, when they're in the spotlight, they do their job and they go home. They, they, they put on that persona of being a good person. And then when you see them outside of that job, you see who they really are. And again, like I said, what I said, if you were a shit person on set and when you go home, you act like it's not going on, then you don't deserve what you're getting. You deserve to see that you're doing something bad, deserve the punishment and understand what you're doing was wrong. We've dealt with this many a time over the past couple of years when it comes to Hollywood and people getting what they deserve. And, you know, in recent light, there's a story going on about one of yours and mine's favorite creators of certain things. And, you know, we don't know much about what's going on with him, but you know what I'm talking about. You can say the name. I mean, we're oh, talking freely here. Uh, Josh Sweden. He, uh, a lot, a, a lot has been coming out specifically from Ray Fisher about Justice League, which the stuff we're hearing from Ray is just sad. It, it really, really, really is. And I hate the fact that these people who make so much money either on reruns of their shows, profiting from things that they've made already, think it's okay to do what they're doing and treat people like they're treating them. It's not fair. I mean, it, it, it would make me more sad about Ellen if we find out it's true that all those people, when the show was being shot, were putting on those fake smiles. That it wasn't really going on like the way we thought it was. That and that's really sad because she brought so much joy and laughter, and you know, kind of peace for people. And to know that she is really not that is kind of crazy. You know, we've been watching her since we were kids. And well, I mean. Alan, the Ellen show in tech and like all, you know, all seriousness has been going on since 2003. So it's just, it's crazy. And, you know, we don't really talk about this stuff because it really doesn't reflect what we're into, but we need to, because, you know, some of our favorite, unfortunate, some of our favorite people have been really, you know, shown their true colors over the past couple of years. And, you know, we need to understand that spotlight changes people when they have it on them. And when they're not on that spotlight, they show where they really are. And once again, we want to reiterate that we do not know Ellen and this could no. be, it could be nothing. It really could, but we also have to look at it from their perspective and say, wow, if this is what they're telling us, you know, People, people, people have been known to say that their bosses are bullshit people only, only to get money out of them for like a suing part, which is very, very true. That could be the case here. But, you know, this isn't the first time Ellen's been put in the limelight of being not so great off of her show. And to be honest, I think it'd be a good thing, honestly, for her and her show if it got investigated. Because maybe it would show her that, wow, I am being really bad to these people and I need to treat them better than I'm treating myself. I'm, would it suck if Ellen got took off the air? Yeah, it would. For a lot of people, it would suck. But I think it'd be a better, safer environment for them to go back, see what went wrong, and fix it. Because we haven't heard anything about her game of game show at all. 
I'd say if this comes out to being anything, True. everything. Everything's gone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to particularly link the Variety article, is which is the what dropped, um, where they go over a whole bunch of things. I want to make sure that we understand that right now what made Warner Media finally decide to look into this, as this has been something that's been talked about the whole entire like the whole entire chrono. As soon as people started getting laid off from the show, Oracle started coming out about the treatment and stuff because they got out of their NDAs and you know, legal things, you know, decide wasn't really an issue and things. But this particular thing is being investigated due to um, microtransgressions and um, racism, blatant racism on her set and how she has treated people of color and um, that type of thing is what they're looking into, particularly for this investigation. Um, mm-hmm. As several people have come forward and saying that she has not treated them quite nicely. At least that is with this article, which I'm linking down below. Uh, which came out on July 27th. Which Do you think that's why Ellen's uh, episode is not showing up on HBO Max yet because of this going on, maybe? I don't know. That's a very good question, and I'm not really entirely sure. Um, that could be because of other reasons. Um, it could be based on CBS in general. Um, so yeah. for TV show airs, it could be you know that type of reasoning. Uh, but I would be very curious. She has put out a statement, by the way, Um you know, going towards this. I don't think it was exactly this, but in general saying that she loved, she would like to do better and that she knows she can do better. Um, but a lot of people have said that you have been around in the industry for a very long time. This should not be an eye opening experience for you. This should be something you have already learned in mm-hmm. the past and stuff. And so there was for, for that as well. I mean, she went through so much shit when she came out. And she was treated bad because of it too. Her show, her her sketch comedy show, got canceled because of all of it. She should understand what it feels like to be persecuted and you know belittled and not you know treated right because of because of what you are, or how you act, and to come from her, if it's true, it's kind of ironic. Yeah, and sad in that way, knowing that you know she did what she was treated by. We'll see if we update the actual, if she gets canceled, we'll definitely like, you know, talk yeah. about it and stuff. Um, but if not, maybe it'll be an audio only section that we bring, you know, to the table as an update or something. Who knows? Remember, check us out on audio. So moving on to black suit Superman, where ironically, this is going against what I just said, but go over to the video section. So you can talk about the black suit with us. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm gonna pull it up. Have it pulled up right here. This, 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 this is exciting. This is exciting, man. We're gonna talk about this black suit, Superman. No. Sorry. you were talking about this black suit, Superman. Yes, I love Heckling to death, but no, this black suit, Superman. So here is where my nerd comes out. So, if you remember, at the end of the Comic-Con Justice League trailer, a scene that was cut from the film is, you see the, you see the glass shaking with the, with the liquid in it. And then you see Alfred rise up and go, thank God you're here. They said you would come. Trailer cut. And everybody's like, who is that? We all knew who it was. But we found out through this interview with Zack Snyder that the original version of this scene has him in the blue and red suit. It was him coming back to see Alfred and ask where they went. 
Now, we also found out today, I'm going to tie this in with Zack Snyder in general, we also found out that, that there's not going to be a single shot from Joss Whedon's version of Justice League in Snyder's version. We found that out at Justice Con. It's completely his movie, has none of Whedon's aftershots. And one scene that was cut from Whedon's version of the film was this scene, but with black and but with the red and blue suit. So, and if you also look at the scene, like the lighting difference between the Snyder version of the scene and the Whedon version, one is more of that Snyder-esque, really dark tone, whereas the Whedon one has all the bright colors. And again, we're going to mention Grace Randolph because she did a video on the black suit. Warner Brothers executives didn't get the black suit, so they cut it out of the movie. And I'm like, how do you not get the black suit? It makes so much sense for the death of Superman. I mean, come on. Um, so to the suit itself, I know I'm talking a lot, but I've been very giddy about this since I've seen it. It's a 10-second clip, but 10 seconds is enough for me. Um, my only issue with the suit is that I wish the S on the front was a little more silver. And um, that's pretty much it. The other thing I wish he had, like I think it's going to be in the movie, I wish he had his longer hair and the beard. No, um, those things are not going to be a part of it. This is This is what we're getting. Okay, well... Now I can say it. I wish he had the longer hair and the beard when he comes because when he comes out of the tomb in the comics, he has the long dark hair, he has the beard, and he has no cape. He's just bristled up and ready to fucking go. Yeah. If he had that, I'd be more excited personally, because he looks too clean. Like he like he just came out of a coffin, like shower time. Yeah, I want that. Cause that just looks like a badass who came back from the dead. Also, I would like the comparison because they do compare him to a god, especially when he dies. Yeah. That he would resurrect looking like Jesus. So I understand why they probably took the hair away because of cousin that. Like, Saxon no, correlation. I think that would be a reason to keep it. Yeah. But the other thing I wish he didn't have was the cape because the black suit never has a cape. It's mainly just that's the rebirth version. I'm talking about the classic black suit, which has no cape on it. It's just him coming out of the ground uh, during the fight. If you find it, you can find it. Yeah, in that sense. Oh, right there. That one. Yep. That's classic black suit Superman. And if you've seen the back, he doesn't have the cape. And ours does. Um, it just, he, it, the suit looks better without the cape, I think, personally. Um, now, but I do think a lot of people would take offense to it in not having a cape, and so I can understand why they chose to keep the cape. That's fair. But other than that, you know, this just gets me really excited for the trailer. We're going to get a, a, a DC fandom. Like, what else are we going to see? I do want to mention just, that we're, we're going to be reacting to that trailer together. Um, oh, yeah. When it drops at DC fandom, it's going to be a little bit of a weird video for both of us, but we're going to be reacting to it together. So that's something you guys can look forward to is this is something we're following um, heavily. So we're going to react yes. to those type of things together. And then we'll talk about everything else um, on that podcast. I'll probably be a DC fandom, maybe a special podcast for audio only. Maybe. So, Jacob, now that I've got my two cents out, what do you think of the suit? Okay, so in generalistically, I think it looks fine. Um, I do have some slight issues here. I think it's a little too gray for my personal liking, but obviously they might not be done doing all the color correction for the scene, as that is a, a very heavy part here. The scene itself looked like it was almost done with editing, but not fully done with editing. Yeah. Um, 
So that could be a lot more darker when we actually see it in the, you know, in the TV show and things. Movie, TV, movie, I don't know. Uh, but I think it looks fine. I, once again, not a huge chance Superman, so I really don't care if he has a black suit or not. But I do understand where it comes from, and I understand why it needs to be there. And mm-hmm. I think it should be there, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see. And I really hope this is a sign for evil Superman, because that's the most interesting Superman we've gotten Literally so far. Um, now, the other thing we learned from this panel is something that very that, that saddens me a lot because Snyder confirmed it. This movie has nothing to do with the DCEU current. Has yep. nothing to do with it. This is it's always, This is a which, movie from 2016. But you know what this also means is that the continuity up to this point is officially changed, which means moving forward. We don't have a Batman still for this universe now, technically. That's the case, because we now know the patents in Batman is its own Elseworlds thing. So this is an Elseworlds story, Justice League, that Ben Affleck is still not Batman. And Henry Cavill is going to be Superman again. The only character we don't have an actor now for is Batman in this universe, technically. Which is kind of crazy to think about. That we have a Batman, we don't have a Batman. It's, it's really weird. Um, but I wonder if they're going to change that statement if this does well. Who knows? Who knows? This is I most if that's true, then they're going to have to rectify some stuff. And more than likely, if this does well, then we'll get a David Ayer super, you know, suicide squad to even oh, yeah. more rectify it, you know, uh, to make it even more coherent with the timeline. Did you see the image that David Ayer put out of Joker? Nope. Can't Dude, it was awesome. Angry Joker looks terrifying. Where is it? That one? Uh, yeah, that one. That, is that looks scary. awesome. That looks awesome. That right there, like he looks terrifying there, and that and that looks very interesting. I want to know what's going on here. The more I see of this version of the Joker, the more I want to see it because. That looks good. I'm curious. Who so knows what will ever happen, but... Yeah, but that, I, I am curious about it now because it looks good. That looks really good. So, before we move into what we have been watching, I do want to do our quick shout-out for the movies that we're going to be watching in August. Um, right now, we are juggling two commentaries, and more than likely, that's probably what it's going to be like because one of these commentaries is so fucking long. So, <laughs> let's talk about it. So, Zachary, do you want to talk about the first, the, the main movie on the channel? We have a main movie, and we have an extra one that pops up randomly throughout the month. So, let's talk about yes. the main one first. So, our main movie for August is Watchmen, the ultimate. No. Nope. No, no. No, that's not right. Nope. No. Nope. Oh. Too soon. Too soon. You jumped up a gun. Too soon. So, then I really don't remember. What's our main movie for August? You're the one who picked it. That's Did why I? I you. Yes. I picked Watchmen. You picked this movie. disappoint me all right we're gonna talk about it. so we've already done a movie like this before on the, yeah you take a drink uh on the channel it is fireman far from home oh it's his choice <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Looking inside. you know what we should do it's fireman far from home 
And I was like, oh, Zachary, that sounds like a great idea. And so I was going to let you have the whole floor talk about why you chose the movie. And yeah, so oh, here you go. Okay. So the main movie for August is Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, why have I picked Spider-Man Far From Home? Because we watch it, it'll be almost a year and two months prior to Avengers Endgame's release when we watch it. Or it's going to be a month before the one-year anniversary of the movie. No, it's not. What it came uh, out May, June, July. August. It'll be four months. It'll be a year and four months. Yeah, but I thought you... Okay, let me see where you go with this. Keep talking. So, we've already done the the subsequent ending to the MCU already with Endgame, and, you know, we don't know what the future of the MCU holds, so what's why not watch and commentate on the final film right now of the MCU, which is Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, it's personally me and my brother's favorite Spider-Man movie of the bunch. Uh, we both absolutely adore this film, particularly the illusion scene. It's one of the best scenes in any MCU movie. It's so good. And Jake Gyllenhaal is one of the best MCU villains that they've ever had. Uh, and, you know, we can talk about our theories about the scrolls because, you know, we don't care about spoilers on this show. Scrolls are in Spider-Man, ladies and gentlemen. Scrolls. We do care about spoilers. <laughs> but this came out a year ago, which is why I thought you chose it, because it's one year anniversary with July yeah. 2nd. Yeah. But no, it was because Avengers Endgame is a year year and four months old. So I'm not really sure where he went with this, but you know oh, what? It's for it's it's for both. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're welcome. I saved you. It's fine. So let's talk about the other one that he did pre-release. But I'm going to talk about this was my choice. Um, well, it was a conversation. I had chosen a few other movies. One I'm really happy we're not going to watch. But that's just <laughs> Watch last week's uh, podcast. You want to know what that one was? Yep, have a whole conversation about it. Um, <laughs> but in this particular, uh, we're going to be watching Watchmen. But the ultimate cut which comes in at dropping three hours and 35 minutes, and you do have to own it. This is not a movie that you can go out and rent or anything like that. It just came out this past, actually during this year, the beginning of this year, it came out, um, which is interesting. It came out for the TV show. It's the reason why they finally released it um, to coincide. But yeah. This is, this is Snyder's favorite version of this movie. He loves this version to death. So we're watching it because I am reading the graphic novel, which is the reason why we chose it, so I can we can do an in-depth analysis. Once again, I want to mention that this movie is 3 hours and 35 minutes, so that video is going to be a little bit long. We're going to have major snacks, and it's going to be a major fun time. But because it is the bonus movie of the month, partially because it is so long, and partially just because... I think Spider-Man has a bigger audience in general, that type of thing. Um, it's going to be random. There is not going to be a specific remind me on this date that this is happening uh, because it's going to be like a four-hour, five-hour, you know, endeavor discussion. So the longest video on our channel. Yep. For sure. It's All right. Well, that, that, that's the movies for August. Um, yep. Is there anything else that pops up that we're like, oh, we definitely have to watch this like right now? We'll see where the life takes us. But right now, I think a three-hour and 35-minute movie. Yep, did I mention that? Um, mm -hmm. is, is long enough for me. Watch me hate it. That's going to be fun. 
I really hope I don't either because it's super fucking long and I can't turn it off. I just like back out. Like, okay, exactly. <laughs> your commentary. I'm not. <laughs> We're 20 minutes in. Exactly. <laughs> Too far. Too far. Really. All right, so what we're going to talk about is what we have been watching. So, Zachary, do you want to talk about what you have been watching? Um, Let's see. I watched Last Crusade, uh, Indiana Jones. Okay. And I miss I miss movies like that. I really do. They're just they're, – they're, they're just, it was just fun. Really, really fun. I watched Last Crusade. Um, I am currently watching uh, all of Transformers Prime to get ready for the War for Cybertron show jumping on Netflix, which we have an announcement for that at the end of the show. Um, we talked about it. I know, but I wasn't going to technically announce it until it's approved. We got it. Through uh, copyright claims, but you know. We got it. Huh? We got it. <laughs> sure. Okay. Any- Anyway, uh, Last Crusade, I've been watching Transformers Prime, and um, I've also been binging through, for some reason, I'm really having a hinkering to do it, X-Men. I've been watching all the X-Men movies recently. I just watched Logan Black and White, like I talked about last week. I just watched X-Men, the first one, and wow. That is a 20-year-old film, through and through. That toad, that 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 toad line, really doesn't hold up. <laughs> oh, that toad line's weird. But the Mystique Wolverine fight still holds up. Well, did you not know X Men's twenty one years old? Yeah, buddy. Came up. Did you know Transformers: War for Cybertron got renewed for three seasons? Yeah, it's a three arc show. I didn't know. I just, I just clicked on. I'm sorry. Siege, Earthrise, and then Kingdom. Of course it is. We just love that <laughs> But uh no, X-Men, I'm I'm watching X2 tonight. Uh so I'll let you know how that is on um, next time we show up. Uh and then I have to watch X-Men 3. I'm not hey, it's it. it's a it's a much more fun film nowadays. It is? Fine, go watch Dark Phoenix. Same story. Oh believe me, I have to. <laughs> oh wait, you should already watch Dark Phoenix. No, I'm not watching it in order. You're not watching it in chronological shitty order? There's no chronological order. Out of that whole entire saga? No. I'm watching them by the release. X-Men First Class is the only good film out of that whole entire whatever that was. Jacob, we talk about fan bases. (laughs) I'm going to say this for everybody, especially in the back, if anybody's curious. X-Men Days of Future Past is way fucking over-fucking-rated. That should be one one of the commentaries we do. (laughs) You know what? It should. (laughs) I think it should. I think it should. Maybe September. We'll keep it in mind. We'll put it back there. I really think we should. And we should watch the road cut too, just to add 15 minutes to your misery. <laughs> hey, on pack one, I'll, I'll watch it. Okay. And I'll buy that one. That's good, because I, I I that's I would not so that would be you <laughs> buy. Uh but that's pretty much all we've been watching. And I I've been mainly playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Loving that. Love it, love it, love it. 
But we also watched the movie together, but we're going to save that for a special segment later. Um, so I have been watching, we watched a movie together. Uh, we watched um, The Shit's Flash. Creek. Ooh. The Flash, Arrow, Charmed. Uh, I think that's it. Shit's Creek, man. If you've never seen Shit's Creek, it's go watch it. Now, Zachary started in season two because he's not, a, you know how I feel about Zachary and his time. Actually, Jacob, I went back and watched season one, and you were right. They all are, they all are a bunch of dicks. He did not. He's just saying that so he can feel like he's all macho. I don't I don't trust you. I'll look at the, Okay, fine. You know what? We're going to play that game. We can play that game. I have your Netflix. Right I'm here. kidding. You're kidding? Yeah. You're, you're lying? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Are you lying? Straight lying. Tell, tell the whole audience. I'm lying. I'm actually planning on watching season one. Okay, hold on. Hold on. We're just, we just got to double check here. Like, we just we just have to double check. Are you kidding me? No, because you lied to my face. And this is one of those only times that I can truly prove you wrong. I told you the truth. I watched it. So here's Shit's Creek. Now, yeah. Technical sins. It should be on season two. Oh, look at that. There is no red lines. Oh, let's keep going. Still no red lines. Oh, wait, hold on. No, still no red lines. Oh, look at that. Zachary is a liar. You heard it here first. Okay, moving forward. <laughs> so we watched Shit's Creek. Now, his defense for season two. We did start there. Kind yeah. of work. But still, he lied. So, like, I think that was the moral of the story. Oh, but moral moral is that the first season is a lot to handle, but once you fall in love with the characters and you really like the story and stuff, it's really fun. But it's all it can be uh the first few episodes can be a lot. Because they're Stevie's my favorite character. That's because she he has a crush on her. He thinks she is H A W T hot. Not H O P H A W T. Very specific. Stevie's really uh-huh, uh-huh, Zachary, you keep saying that. Okay. All right, audio only. This is an audio only section. Jacob, this is an audio only section. If you're editing this, Jacob, audio only. We'll see if I do it. And maybe not. Maybe, hi, guys. Hi, video. How you doing? Hey, hey, Jacob. It's an audio only section. That's great. Audio only section. That way I can truly pinpoint that. Okay, so Zachary, what are we talking about today? Well, Jacob. You and I and our father watched Brahms, the boring two. I mean, the boy two. <laughs> yes. I was real high. So I. Yeah, I don't know yeah you got more to enjoy now that it means the dad did. That movie is fucking boring. Now, I do want to mention because I don't recommend this film to even my kindest soul. Um, I'm going to spoil something, but I feel like everybody needs to see it. So. It's just, yeah. So, Brahms the Boy 2 is about these, is about, is about a wife and her, about, about a mom and her son in her house. After she gets home from work, the kid scares her and uh, they go through a traumatic, uh, doing a non spoilers, we got spoilers. Uh, they go through a traumatic thing with one another. It puts the kid where he doesn't talk anymore. The mother constantly has nightmares. So, the dad decides, hey, let's move out to the country, get away from the city. You know, see that helps our son at all, you know, bring his voice back. And in that time, I found a doll, Brahms. If you've seen the original movie, Brahms is a doll who was owned by two elderly people thinking that was their son. 
who found out that their son was hiding in the wall by the end of the first movie. That's our Lauren Cohen. In this film, they are in the little lodge next to the house. And as horror films go, freaks and seeks ensue. And, you know, eventually so, they they destroy the doll. And, you know, that's... that's no spoilers. You're being so good up until the end. I don't know why you had to go the extra mile. I don't Ain't know. Ain't the first movie. You don't tech, I mean, I don't know. It's debatable. As I was watching this, I was like, this could be really confusing if you've never seen the first film. It connects to Not really, because when, when, when they do flashbacks, you know, I, I've read up on some of the stuff about the movie from the first one, about the elderly couple, you know, and all that. But um, other than that, it's just a, it should have been more of a dramatic thriller about post-mortem and how it affects a family more than about a killer at all, not being a killer at all and blaming the kid. Yeah, I, 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 I have a, I have a strong question for you, Zachary. And ultimately, this will be the most important question before we jump into major spoilers here. What exactly is your rating for Brahms? The boy 1.5. <gasps> I think it was better than that just for Katie no, Holmes. Not. Katie Holmes is why it gets a 1.5. You know what? That's a good statement. Yeah, we can, we can stand by that. Thank you. Now, obviously, you guys' question is, oh, Jacob. What is yours? And genuinely, I'll tell you, I just, I have to go to my diary. Emmy. <laughs> Emmy's the cat. Emmy right, I, I, on my initial watch, which, understand, I had extremely low expectations when I saw this in theaters, and I, it did genuinely make me jump, mostly because the person in front of me made me jump, so like, <laughs> it wasn't for the movie, but we're going to give the movie credit where the credit is due. And the fact that I really did like Katie Holmes in the role and in the movie, just seeing Katie Holmes in general on the screen was pretty cool. I yeah. gave it three out of five stars. Now, in retrospect, since I have now seen it again, I think I'd actually get it three out of five stars, but just because I was really high and I found it to be really funny. But I think in reality, it's more like a two-star, two-and-a-half-star movie. Uh, somewhere in there? Yeah, probably. Because it was a generally okay sequel, and it did have some interesting moments. And now we're going to jump into um, some spoilers. Uh, so, uh, filming from a, from a filmmaker's perspective, I thought the cinematography, certain shots are really good in the movie. I thought the score was very strong. And once again, Katie Holmes was decent in the movie. I thought she gave a lot. However, we're supposed to be behind this kid the entire film. I thought the kid was okay. Like he, uh, I think honestly, the kid was stronger in the beginning during the robbery sequence than at the end when he's supposed to be, you know, doing a fight or flight thing with the doll. Now, the robbery sequence, I think she's gonna cry. It's fine. You want to go see what she needs? Yes, please. I'll be right back. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk some. I think the robbery sequence setup was going to be setting up a much more interesting film, in my personal opinion, for Bram's The Boy 2. Um, and that is just generally speaking, because it's overall um, a fine film. But I think once Bram's actually shows up and they move from this traumatic sequence um, of events, which I really do believe the beginning of the film is the most terrifying part of the whole movie. Because it's um, realistic. Yeah. And once they move to the countryside and they find a doll, I just think everything kind of just, you know, 
I also like, do like how they did show an act towards a child, a violence towards a child, because mm-hmm. even rated R movies that deal with children don't even show that. And so I do enjoy a PG-13 movie taking a step over that line and seeing that in theaters, it was quite shocking because you didn't think that's exactly where they were going. Yeah. He didn't die or anything, but still he got, you know, injured and things. Um, but the ending. Oh, okay. So I do have a short little review and then I'm going to show you guys a picture, a beautiful little picture of good old Brams. And by the way, this does contain spoilers. We've been talking full spoilers. So it's like, it's like I said, when I started the review, I think that this film, if it wasn't called Brahms, the boy too, I really think this would have, this could have been a very compelling drama about post, about, about post depression after a robbery after being a traumatic thing with a child and how they grew together as a mother and son, because I think, I think it's what the film was trying to do, but the chemistry between uh, Katie and this kid, I couldn't feel it really at all after the event. I think, I think once the main event starts at the beginning of the film, the chemistry between everybody kind of just goes away. That's and Well, I understand why it's just, I, I just didn't have enough caring for the characters after that happened. It was more about the doll and what he wanted, and which I get. And to be completely honest, that doll is not scary. No, I mean, he thought it was going to be terrifying. No, he really wasn't scary. I mean, they do some really, like, really cool, like, technique things with him. Like, I just slowly moves his eyes or the smile thing when he's trying to check the numbers on his hand and stuff. But then that CGI moment with his mouth opens and you go, wow, that was bad. Even though it made me jump. It did. He did jump pretty high, and I laughed. Bad CGI. But deleted an alternate scene for that. I think it's funnier. <laughs> Those were a joke. Those were worse they than were the movie. terrible. The alternate ending is so stupid. Uh, no, I actually, I much prefer the alternate ending to the actual nothing, nothing changed. There was one thing. We'll talk about it. We'll show it. I'm going to show it. And we'll talk about it. So this, yeah. is, what I, this is what I felt like. After I got done watching, this was my initial reaction after I saw it for the first time back in February. Yeah, that was a shit time ago. So I liked it. Well, until the butthole showed up. We'll talk about it. Then, maybe not so much. Choices were made for sure. Katie Holmes can still act, and honestly, that's good enough for me. But most importantly, I think we should talk about the butthole. Oi. Now, this is not the perfect image because I want an image with his mouth open because you can really <laughs> tell the texture of that butthole. But we're here to talk about this, and I much preferred the doll without this. Yeah. Sure, it didn't really make the logical sense here, but I think this is better. I don't think this tested well, which is, I mean, the other one didn't test well, which is why this is here. Also, in the alternate ending, we hear Brahms talking to the kid. And, you know, we see, like, his mouth move and his eyes are opening up and down. Like, there's emotion there when you look at the doll being burned and his face cracks in the fire. Whereas. That's the ultrant ending. Yeah. And I honestly think that works better because you actually see the face of Brahms. Whereas with that, you're looking at a fully corrosive two-face from Batman. I'm not entirely sure because, like, okay. You didn't watch the first one. You don't understand the whole, you know, the whole thing behind it. But the first one is a very simple horror film that is actually like excellently well done because of the last act. The third act there was the strongest part of the whole movie. The tensing and the suspense, it was genuinely a good horror film for the time that it came out in. It still holds up and it still has one of the most creepiest lines I've ever heard 
in my whole entire life in the script. What it's line? Not, you would have to hear it. Um, I say it. It's not going to sound creepy. It's more like. You can still say the line, though. No, it's fine. I'm just going to skip it. It's okay. But that was simply just about a boy who supposedly drowned or whatever, and his parents didn't want to give him up. In reality, his parents knew exactly who he was. He was hiding in the walls, and he killed someone. And it's about this girl who comes in and takes care of this doll, and he's, she's actually taking care of this very adult man who becomes sexually attracted to her and ends up trying to attack her um, by coming out of the wall. And it was terrifying. And there was no possession. There was no, oh, the doll's talking to me, this whole history. And I think the first one did so well, sort of like, how do we capitalize on this? And they turned it into an average Joe horror film that has no meaning and has a somewhat okay story mm. around its basis. The B plot storyline was so much more interesting than the A plot storyline. I, I completely agree. Like, I think this is much more scary than the doll. And also, I mean, they cut out some really good scenes of, um, you know, Katie and her husband having arguments about what happened. And they really more wanted to focus on the, the boy, the, 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 the Brahms part. And I really think they should have focused more on Katie, the kid, and the dad going through what they went through and talking about it. That's terrifying. It's much more scarier than the movie you watched. That image alone is scarier than anything you saw. That's crazy. So the kid's actually in the... In the walls. He lives in the walls. He grew up in the walls. That's really... That's intriguing there, actually. It's well done. It's well done. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of the... Actually, hold on. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of the podcast. We've gone over everything. We had a moment. We had a time. We had life. We had death. We had ruins. We had nothing. We had horribleness. We had greatness. If you we guys want to watch us, you guys nothing. always you know we likes. We have flops in one August. You done? Sure. Okay. If you guys want to watch us, you can always like, subscribe, comment, let us know how you're feeling about movie stuff in the world right now. You don't have to. We're not a plot. We're not objecting to things. Also, you can go, if you'd like to, like, rate, subscribe us on any of your other podcasts where you listen to. Make sure to check out the mini audio section for all you audio fans out there. Even though we show the physical picture during the audio section only part of this review. (laughs) (laughs) Technical podcast, I guess there will be no audio only section because that would be stupid because we literally critiqued pictures. Yeah. Someone has to remind me that next time. Deal? <laughs> Deal. All right, guys. We will see you. Um, we uh, Stay tuned. Uh, we will find out when Spider-Man From Her Home will be announced for its commentary yeah. release date. Um, and- podcast will have the actual date and the time and stuff, and it'll be up on the channel. So you can put the reminder on so you can watch it with us at that time. And we'll let you know when Washington happens at a later date. Which will probably be random. And it'll be a whole day thing, so... We'll, 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 we'll give you a day's heads up before Watchmen happens. We'll try. We'll, we'll, we'll do our best. Can't promise. All right. Zachary, are you ready to sing? <clears throat> I've been practicing something new. Check it out.